Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Don. Triple D's. All right, another fun day of basketball, so let's jump right into it. In our first game last night, the Bucs end up being the Nets in a thriller. Late victory, winning it 86-83. A lot of guys. Plays down the stretch. Drew Holiday, a huge layup. Bruce Brown losing his mind for a little bit, which we will get into. Um, but hey, man, for the Nets, KD 30 points, 11 rebounds just wasn't enough. Kyrie 22 on out of 22 shooting, and KD 11 for 28 as well. And for the Bucks, Giannis 33 points, 14 rebounds, kind of game we've expected him to have. And Chris Middleton going crazy. 35 points, 15 rebounds for him. So, Darnell, what did you see out of this one as the Bucks win the first home game that they get, and they are only down 2-1? I thought that it was a good win for the Bucks. obviously. Um, Chris Middleton played out of his mind, like you said. Made a lot of difficult shots. Hit a lot of his pull-up threes. Those are falling, so that was good for him. Giannis wasn't really great. He took a lot of threes, one of eight. But it didn't really matter because it was an ugly game outside of, obviously, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And, well, Bruce Brown shot well from the field, but Joe Harris won for 11. And they tend to go as he goes when his threes are made, are falling. That's kind of when they're dangerous. But that's only because they don't have James Harden, obviously. He changes the whole dynamic of their team. But I thought it was impressive for the Bucks simply because – they Drew Holiday got that last that layup at the end to put them up two, I believe. I think it was to put them up two, I believe. Yeah, it was a tie game, and they happened to get a stop at the end. Like it, honestly, it could have went, it could have went either way because Bruce Brown at the end, he I don't know what he was trying to do. He like he missed the inbounds pass. <laughs> he like missed the inbounds pass dropped the inbounds pass like chased after it and then he tried to make a hero left a left hand layup at the end to, to tie the game and take it in overtime it's just like that's not your role man like you know it get into somebody else's hand even if you're gonna drive drive it and kick it but don't take that shot at the end and that's my biggest takeaway I'm with your thoughts. So you know what they say about others, right? They say that mm-hmm. others play better at home. And for Brooklyn, all the others were going crazy back in Brooklyn. But then the others went out to Milwaukee and didn't know what the fuck to do with themselves. I mean, Bruce Brown was cool. Bruce Brown did his thing until the very end, obviously. But for the most part, everybody else sold. Claxton had two points. Mike James had two points. Shaman had three points. And obviously, as Darnell stated, Joe Harris had three. I mean, you know, Blake only had five, but we know that his his importance is more so on the defensive end. Because yeah. I know you say I know you say Bruce Brown's the best defender. I feel like Blake's the best defender, honestly, on the team. Bruce Brown's probably who, the best perimeter defender. Who says Bruce Brown's the best defender? Me, Demetrius. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna yeah, say. yeah, yeah. He says Bruce Brown's the best defender. He's probably the best perimeter defender. But I was, I, I think that Blake's the best defender just because you know, 
he gives so much in hustle and he he can guard the paint well enough where he can for the most part usually kind of contain Giannis. he wasn't able to do it this game he didn't really do it as well the first game but you know the fact that he was able to contain him for the, even the one game and just all the hustle plays he makes on defense but yeah that last shot was atrocious <laughs> i was like there were so many other options i mean i get it they fumbled the ball it went out of bounds and they they made sure Kyrie didn't take it. Okay, cool. So there was a wide open Blake at three. And I know Blake's not the best three-point shooter, but it was still like five seconds left. He could have ran in, done, done something. <laughs> like No, well, what would have happened was they would have he would have threw it to Blake. Blake would have pump faked and kicked it left to Kevin Durant. And that's what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, something something else would have happened as opposed to <laughs> Bruce Brown trying to make a left-handed layup over fucking Brooke Lopez, bro. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> even then, even if even if that was an outcome, they had a timeout that they could just took and just wasted the timeout and, you know, done it like that. But, hey, man, I, I don't know why Steve Nash didn't call the timeout. I don't know why Bruce Brown decided to be a hero today. But <laughs> that that's really what fucked Brooklyn up. But, hey, man, as much as we talk about how prolific their offense is, you know, Milwaukee did only hold them to 80 to 83. This is the first time they've been held under 100 all playoffs, I believe. So, you feel me? Milwaukee was able to do their thing on the defensive end. And Giannis, he gave you what he gave you game one pretty much. But this time he got help. And he had a huge performance from their max contract player, Chris Middleton. You feel me? He came out yeah. there, gave him 35. And, you know, he he, he showed up. He was awful in, in, in Brooklyn. But he came back to Milwaukee and he turned up. Drew Holiday only had nine points, but he had a crucial basket at the end of the game. And again, it was more so the defense than the offense that Brooke Lopez big six blocks too. Yeah, yeah, eleven rebounds, six blocks. It was a lot of the um. It was it was a it was a very defensive minded game, and you know, Chris Middleton and Durant were battling at the end. Like they were fighting. They both wanted it real bad, but you feel me? At the end, Chris Middleton got the last laugh. So, yeah, some of them shots KD was hitting was like, man, come on, man. How do That's, you, what do you do with this dude, man? That three right over Bruce Brown's face <laughs> <laughs> off the screen. I was like, damn. All I learned from this is so basically to beat them, you either have to score 50 and have like other people score 20, or you need James Harden to be out. And everyone else to play like ass to beat them. Because KD was hitting some great shots, but he still was 11 for 28. That's a terrible KD game. That's probably his worst game of the postseason so far. Not probably. That's his worst game of the postseason so far. Um, and Kyrie is 9 of 22. He hasn't been great this series, but I think that's his worst. That's his worst game. So they both had their worst game at least of the series, probably the postseason. Joe Harris was terrible. But, like, like I've been trying to say, their defense is very – gets way too much shit. It's really underrated. I mean, 
The Bucks can't score on them for real. Um, and Chris Middleton had a great game, 35 points actually. Um, so he had one of his better playoff games. And it just takes all that to beat them. And it takes all that and a bad Bruce Brown decision to beat them by three. I don't know what to do. Oh. Oh, don't get it twisted. Like, it was a great win for the Bucs. But no, by no means do I think they have a chance to win this series. Brooklyn yeah, series is over. <laughs> I know neither one of you think that. I'm just painting <laughs> a picture because, hey, man, I'm just going to say they're the best team ever. Got to defend that. <laughs> but Yeah, I knew that's what that whole thing was about. <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. <laughs> I didn't think actually – I'm giving the give the Bucks credit. Though. I didn't think it was possible to hold this team 83, even without James Harden for real. Didn't even even if no matter how bad they played, I didn't think that this was even a possibility. So give the Bucks credit, hey, man. They, they gave it all they got, and as opposed to getting swept, they're gonna lose in five. And you know what? That's the best thing for Mike Budenholzer to keep his job. Wow. Yeah, because honestly, it's like. I was wondering, because last podcast, I was talking like, okay, Budenholzer is going to have to make an adjustment. He didn't make an adjustment, but they just played better. And honestly, it saved his job. Like, because yeah, better than the Nets had they first. Huh? Did they, play so, uh, did they play better or did the Nets just play worse? I think they played better. You especially look at the way they started. Because the I mean, first game, they started I mean, off terrible. The Nets, the Nets were missing. Joe Harris was missing every wide open shot. He was really awful. And I'm seeing, like, can he, can he make mid-range jumpers? <laughs> I know he can shoot threes, obviously. I know he can like, make layups and shit and cut. But, like, can he shoot mid-range layups? I mean, mid-range jumpers? Like, he was missing all of them really bad. Yeah, he missed one. In, what was that, in the fourth quarter? The wide open-ass one. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. It's like, damn, Durant got to score every basket. Wide open. Felt bad for KG. <laughs> it's like, damn, you got to score every single basket, bro. At least Drew. Drew was awful all night, but he did hit the one. Well, at least offensively, he was awful. Yeah. Hey, man, I mean, they got this big three. They gave them all max contracts, and their peak is beating beating the Nets one game. <laughs> so. Hey, uh, do you think that, that's Nets impressive? Even, mm-hmm. What do you think the Nets even bother and play James Harden or not? No. If it, it's like the thing about James Harden is, it's a worst case scenario break the glass situation. If they're down in the series and like it's an elimination game, I imagine they put James Harden out there. But I don't think they need him. We beat you by 30 twice and then we lost by we lost by three to y'all, bro. Like I don't care about y'all. <laughs> Keep in mind I was like working during this, so I didn't get to watch it as much as I wanted. But my cousin was saying that the Nets weren't really trying. Is there any validity to that? Or is it just or they just play bad. I think mean, I mean, they were just missing shots. Yeah, they were just they were just playing bad, really. I mean, there's a difference between lack of effort and lack of, you know, 
they they were just out of rhythm. I mean, because here's the thing: when we say they play bad, we're generally talking about the three. We're general, even four. We can even put Blake in there. So we, if we're saying don't care, we're generally talking about Kyrie, Durant, James, and potentially Blake. But somebody like Joe Harris, he's not just going to not try. Somebody like you know Shamit, Mike James, like those people. Even Bruce Brown, like they're not just going to not try. They they were the, they were the problem. So, I mean, Kyrie and Durant were obviously not great, but sometimes the bench needs help. Yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. I mean, they normally have this series. This is the first game that they really didn't. Obviously, like you said, yeah. though, it's a road game. That could be it. That could be the case. But... And mind you, Middleton was awful in Brooklyn. He just he, as soon as he stepped back in Milwaukee, he remembered how to make a shot. Yeah, he's a souped up role player. So I said he can't be second. That's fault. It's not him. Middleton or Tobias? They coming for you, bro. Middleton or Tobias? <laughs> Middleton's better than Tobias. Tobias gonna give me his. Tobias gonna give me his twenty wherever he at though. Middleton gives you twenty. It's just gonna look ugly sometimes. He also can give you thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say Middleton can give you thirty more more frequently than Tobias. Yeah, like <laughs> like like once. <laughs> nah, Tobias snapped against. Don't Walsh. talk about this Wizards game, please. Please shut that up. Before you even. Did he have like forty? Yeah, I don't care. Fucking Wizards. Worst defense of all time. Okay. Don't care about any of that. Ben came out there and had 15 and a quarter. I don't hear anything about any Wizards, whatever. Hey, man, I saw Ben score 15. I mean, I score, I saw Ben score 40 on the defensive player of the year that we're about to talk about next. So, man, Ben, talking ben, about ben is capable. That they lost by <laughs> had, 20. And, like, I don't 40. understand it. He had 14. Ben Simmons had 4-0. Four, four Honestly, who doesn't in the regular uh, who season? Who doesn't what? Have 40 once in the regular season. I'm sorry. What is it? Bro, he had 40 on the defensive player of the year. You acted like it's some regular ass. He had 40 on Gobert. All right, you know what? Let's move on. The Jazz beat the Clippers 117-111 in this game, man. My man Reggie did everything he could. He had 29-11-19. Paul George had 27 as well. Kawhi, Paul, 8 of 17, 21 for him. Paul George, 8 of 18, 27 in the game. For the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, 37 points, 15 of 29 shooting. Clarkson off the bench went crazy. 9 of 15 for 24 points. And the shooters came, Bogdanovich, Ingles, with having the games, and Rudy Gobert getting 20 rebounds. So, Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? So for this game, you know, there's been so one of the biggest discussions that we've had on this podcast has been, you know, what makes a player a superstar and who are some players that we consider superstars, obviously. So a lot of it stems back from obviously last year's playoff series with, um, you know, the, the Nuggets and the uh, Jazz when. Mitchell and Murray were out there scoring 50 on each other. And you hated and, uh, it because you I didn't hate it. 
I, I don't hate them both. So what I was going to say is that, you know, we've all had our different takes on who we consider superstars in the league. I think Darnell has the most, has the stingiest list of us all. <laughs> Darnell, <laughs> Dar, Darnell don't like calling anybody a superstar. And then I would say Demetrius is a little more freer. And then I'm somewhere in the middle, but like, Hey, these, I, I was saying this is, this is the series. Well, not the series, but this is the season where Donovan Mitchell can definitely, you know, put his, put his name into the superstar like he was already borderline for sure and his team got the number one seed he averaged 26 doing it so you know he he had an amazing season and again last season he was playing I mean last uh, series they were playing the Grizzlies so you know you can't really take too much out of that there's gonna beat up the Grizzlies and again like I was saying him and comparable numbers him and Jow were having comparable numbers so it's not like I was gonna yeah, say you can take they were having, out of it because you made I, a stretch. I said, I said they did. they had they had comparable numbers and, and the Jazz has a better team. Wait, and I said I said Ja is around his level. Cool. They had comparable. Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah, they had comparable numbers. The difference really was the team. <laughs> but hey, man, Donovan Mitchell, he's. So far this season, it's been at home. And like we said before, Utah is – I'm pretty sure Utah has been the best home team all season. Yeah. It's not y'all. but Yeah, so so Utah has been the best home team all season. So, you know, these are two home games. But so far, Mitchell's been the best player in this whole series. So this is definitely the step. This is definitely the step to, to you know, becoming a superstar. And if he, follow, if he falls through with it, and continues looking like the best player in the series. And even if he does, even if he loses, he can even lose the series. But if he keeps looking like he better than both of them, that's what Luca did last. That's how Luca became a superstar. He lost, but he looked like the best player at all at all points in time. So Mitchell out here looking like the best player at all points in time over a bona fide superstar Kawhi Leonard and a and a and a potential Hall of Famer and Paul George. Like, yeah, he got it. I have a uh, question. I have a question. You mean Luca last year? Or do you mean Luca this year? He was a superstar. Last, I'm saying last year, because oh, no. like when when he played against super two like superstars, he like by far looked like the best player at all points in time. There was never there was never a point where Luca didn't look like the best player last year. This year, Kawhi did have stretches. Obviously, he had that one game, but. There were stretches where Luca and Kawhi were debatable, but Luca already did what he had to do. He took his team. Luca was a top five MVP candidate, like just because, just because you look at the team next to him, bro. He had no help outside of us, outside of some Brunson Wait, games. Is he a top five MVP candidate, or is that just your like personal? I don't think he was. Yeah, he was. Was he? I'm pretty sure he was fourth. It was Jokic and B. Curry. I know they were top three. I'm mm. pretty sure Luca was fourth and Chris Paul was fifth. Okay. So yeah, Luca was a top five MVP candidate. So it's like, you feel me? You, if you're just going like, if you're just going to drag a team to the fifth seed without much help, you know, I mean, he deserves. It. He's definitely a superstar. And, I, and again, I always thought Mitchell was capable of it. 
And this is the this right here is the series. Again, he don't gotta win it. He's got show, he's got show he better than them. If if you're just gonna be better than Kawhi and Paul George, then I mean you got it. <laughs> I just here's my thing with the whole superstar thing, right? So Luca lost in six to the Clippers last year. Porzingis was hurt. Yeah. So he's a superstar now. Donovan Mitchell won two first round matchups already. Um for the second match. No, he won, he won one. What do you want to? Fine, he won well, one. this this year, this year, yeah, he just won the second one. Yeah. He beat the Thunder. Didn't he beat someone else? I thought he beat someone else. I'm pretty sure. No, nah, he, nah, he just beat the Thunder. Then they lost the I think they got swept by the Warriors after, but I mean that's not that's not nothing. <laughs> that is rookie year. I thought that was his second year. Dude. No, nah, he went to the playoffs his rookie year. So this that's, is the third that, year. That's why. That's why the whole discussion of Gordon Hayward was a discussion. This is his like, fourth year. It was, it was like. It was like. Dude, is Gordon man. was Gordon Hayward really that good, or was the team that good? There was a lot of questions about Gordon Hayward as soon as Mitchell came right in and took them right to the playoffs. <laughs> like it was like, uh, okay, Gordon Hayward, are are you really that? Because this rookie just came in and just did it exactly what you did. Darnell, you know what I'm talking about, right? Donovan's been out of the first round the first two years, I'm pretty sure. I'm, like, almost certain of it. I'll look it up to make sure, because I know his rookie year, he definitely did. I'm, Isn't I'm this his third as, year? This is fourth year. This dude. is fourth year. This is fourth year. Yep. I'm going to get up and let you know, actually, because we, we do need to know this information. I'm, like, 9% sure. Um, first year in the playoffs, he was a rookie, beat the Thunder, in six, lost to the Rockets in five. Yeah. Second year, he da, 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 da. all right. So he lost in the first round to the Rockets. Cool. All right, that's all I need to know. So second yeah. year, he lost to the Rockets in five, and then the third year was the Nuggets year. Um, yeah. With what I'm gonna say, okay, cool. So he only he only went it out first, but what I'm gonna say is so, and I know. I, it has to go to the regular season numbers, but still. So Luca loses in six without Porzingis, basically to the Clippers. Donovan loses in seven after having a three-one lead. Um, to <coughs> in that though, Bogdanovich didn't play the whole series, um, which obviously we know now is a big deal. But they were even saying then they're like, "Yeah, this team's missing Bogdanovich. It's not the same team." Conley yeah. missed a couple games as well. It's like he did this year. Um, McConley was having um, a kid, so he left the bubble and he went. And Donovan scored 50 twice. And yeah. as we know, the Nuggets end up beating the Clippers. I'm just really confused on the merits. Like, it, it you can't say that's I, not I, confusing. I think the team around you plays a big part into it. And I think that with Mitchell, with Mitchell, I just think that his team, again, I'm not saying he wasn't even a deserving MVP candidate. I'm saying that for your team to be the number one seed out, and you to not even be in consideration. I'm talking about before that. I'm talking about last postseason. Because last postseason, he again was missing one of his key players. He's missed a couple of them for a well, couple of games and scored well, 50 twice. That was, I think that, that was before – See, but it also matters. It's it's also the context of who you're playing as well. And at that point, we didn't know Denver was, you know, 
who they were going to turn into because it's not like I don't think Jokic was a superstar yet. I think he was still on his path as well. And obviously, if I, I didn't think Jokic was, I didn't think Murray was either. It, that was like what it was like a Hawks Knicks type first round matchup where it's like there's no established superstar yet. So it's like, you know, this is where this this is just this is just figuring out who can become one. And then Jokic uh, out of out of everybody in that series, Jokic was the one that became one, obviously, as he won MVP the next year. So then, you know, they lost to them. But then but then this season, Mitchell obviously got better. He average he he increased his scoring output. His team got the number one seed. And he's been playing great all season. And again, they just beat the Grizzlies. Like it's it's not much to take from beating the Grizzlies. Like it's not like Ja or any of them are superstars. So it's like, okay, you beat them. But you know, now this is the chance. This is this is the first time he has a real chance to beat an established superstar. And obviously he wasn't gonna do it against the Rockets. Like he's not James Harden, but you feel me? He can do it to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And if he does it, he got it. But I think team context matters too. And like we said, bro, what and with Luca, when he lost to the Clippers last year, they had them leaning and it took Porzingis, who, as we see at this point, ain't even all at. He was way better last year. Don't get me wrong. But it took Porzingis, who, as we see, ain't even all at to get hurt for them to lose the series because they definitely were about to win it. And he outplayed Paul George and Kawhi pretty much every game. It was like, oh, shit, this man different, different. If I and remember then, correctly, last year, the Nuggets, they had to get back either Gary Harris or Will Barton, if not both of them, to win that Gary Harris, yeah. It was definitely Gary Harris, and I think Will Barton. Gary Harris. I think Will, Will Barton, Barton might have come back the next round. Will Barton was also not there, too. But what I'm yeah. saying is, is, yeah, team context matters, and Bogdanovich wasn't there. Conley also wasn't there for the first two games. That's that's what I'm saying. And then I'm the, saying the Nuggets. But I'm saying the Nuggets weren't what they are yet. So yeah, but again, but, but it's like it's but like, it happened it's like, in three it's like, weeks. It's like is Trey Young a superstar for beating the Knicks? That's that's the same thing. That's the that's literally like what it is. Like I, don't I know think it's the same thing. I'm gonna say it's like, not the same thing because he didn't score fifty twice. I don't I don't know why you keep ignoring that point. <laughs> Trey Young scoring like forty and ten. He, Basically scoring fifty, <laughs> he's scoring like thirty-seven and ten okay. all those games. All right, so all it's right. like, right. so Where it's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna continue to go. I'll, I'll yell at you in a minute. My thoughts on the game or the superstar conversation? The game, anything you want. Go ahead, go crazy. All right, just about the game. Um, I thought the Jazz weren't really impressive. Especially what you got out of Bogdanovich. It was 16, but he played really good defense on Kawhi at times. Rudy Gobert's 20 rebounds, 19 defensive. That's really impressive. Joe Ingles, 19 plus 21. Clarkson came off the bench, 24. He was a minus 10. His minutes, the Clippers were kind of cutting to the lead. But it was mainly because... uh, It was mainly because during those minutes is when Reggie Jackson decided to go Reggie Jackson. And in that third quarter, he had 16. He had eight more in the fourth. And honestly, had it not been for Reggie Jackson, this game would have been a blowout. Um, 
Reggie Neither one of them decided to go Reggie Jackson or words that I know. Yeah, I, I, that was like, oh, <laughs> He decided to go Reggie Jackson. Oh, Not that's that Reggie what it Jackson. Is now. The other Reggie yeah. Jackson. But um, Paul George, he finished the game with 27, but there was times where he was just selling. And where he, Kawhi, he was, yeah, like for the Clippers, it's like, you don't you've seen them go down 2-0 before and now it's like can they can they get climb out of a two hole again a two hole again and I don't think they can do it. I think the Jazz just are playing too they're playing too well of basketball. And you look at the way that Donovan attacks the double teams, like you really can't double them. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just not working because he's fast crazy. enough. He's just fast yeah. enough to turn the corner. He's making the right passes, and guys are making shots. Unlike Dallas, where they just wanted anybody else to take a shot outside of Luka. So you know, you know what it is. It's for mm-hmm. the real. The big difference, obviously, has been the Clippers' issue the whole the whole entire time. There's no paint presence down there, so Mitchell can really do whatever the fuck he wants. He can go to the basket. He can shoot. He can do whatever the hell he wants, and the Clarkson can do the same shit. So as we've seen, they both been playing really well out here. But on the on the flip side, hey man, I can talk all the shit on him on the world that I want to. But three times, three time defensive player of the year, fucking one of the best post presences possibly in NBA history. Like, nope. If he's down there, then they they just can't do nothing. They they all they already can't finish that well, so you got that so you got that dude down there, and you see twenty rebounds. He just there's nothing they can do with him down there. So they already can't shoot that well, even though they lead the league in three point shooting or whatever. But they need to go to the basket sometimes. So we'll, but while ever he's down there, they can't. So, you know what's happening? They saw it last mm-hmm. game. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think this would continue. But Bogdanovich is really locking up Kawhi Leonard right now. Now that could change, yeah. obviously, in a game. But yeah. I'm watching, dude, full court press this guy. I'm watching him. There's a play late in the game where he just took the ball from him. I'm like, bro, what is this? And then he got a jump. Then he got a tie up. It was a huge possession, like two minutes left in the fourth. Then it's a jump ball. And he wins the jump ball. And I'm just like, all right, well, <laughs> fuck, you know? And it's just like, damn. It, really what I thought about was like, damn, Mavs, we don't have anyone who's a better defender than Bogdanovich out here. Is that no, really, I think Bogdanovich is a cool defender. I think we're, I think we're him and Ing- – I think him and Ingles are actually both decent defenders. And, and Royce, I think where it falls a lot of times is because they're all kind of slow. So, like, really athletic wings can just get past them easier. Yeah, that's why Andrew Wiggins killing them in the regular season. Yeah, but why, like, but why, like, they can hang with Kawhi and Paul George is because they're not that fast. fast. Yeah, exactly. So so they can just, they can just hang with them. (laughs) You're just going to be strong. These guys are really strong. Yeah. We'll throw a bow in your stomach or something. And I was going to let you just run them over Holdridge also, I don't know how he fought for this 8-for-18. He was ass all game. He he was hitting some late shots that didn't matter, trust me. I'm watching. Paul George is just – Paul George sucks. 
And I'm like, damn. Three or four, ten points in the fourth. I hey, really, I... really was thinking, and I was like, dude, Reggie's really – it's tough because Paul George does get these assists now, and he gets to the free throw line now. He really does. Got nine more free throws. He's learning how to do the other shit. But, damn, Reggie's really better than this dude, and it's crazy. And they still can't beat these guys. Like, Reggie snapped again. But – they all even acknowledge that Paul George will be back. But if Kawhi can get shut down by Bogdanovich. I, I, I do wonder, though. Even slowed down. It's a wrap. I do wonder, though. who I see that Rondo didn't play. Do you think yeah. that he just can't play this series? Or no, they, like, played, they played Pat Bevney's a minus six. Yeah, they might. Oh, he can't guard none of them either, bro. Oh man, I don't know why they put him out here. It wasn't his it wasn't his defense. His defense was fine. Got a couple steals. He was 0 for 5. Can't score yeah. or pass. So it's like fuck. Yeah, the passing was their offense. I'm literally, he was in there late in the fourth. I'm like, why the fuck is he in the game right now? There's no reason. Cause it's a team that's supposed to be built off defense. Well, I'm interested to see though. I'm interested to see though what's gonna happen once Mike Conley comes back because oh you all already sudden, know you already know man they lose a series and Mike Conley comes back. Hey. No, I'm not gonna say that. Oh, I'm I got I got I got a take. I got a take. But over here, I think the Jazz are going to the finals. There we go. Not really a take. <clears throat> That's not a take. It's not. It's a take. It's not a hot take. That battle between him, that battle between him and Booker, about to be crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm excited, bro. Him and Booker really about to go dumb. <laughs> the The only thing is, I think that, I think the Jazz's wings are a little better, but it yeah. will come down. Booker's it will come. What are you talking? Mm-hmm. About? Booker's a wing. He's a shooting guard. I'm a, well, yeah. I, I meant like they're forwards. I think the Jazz's forwards are a little better. So yeah, as the, as in like I think I think right. I think Ingles and Banyanovich and even Royce, I think they're a little better than Bridges and um, I mean Crowder's cool, but Crowder be on and off. So here's and the then thing. Here's their the backup entire- power. We know their backup power forwards are <laughs> it's, it's a problem with all of them. Here's the whole thing with the Jazz, right? When mm-hmm. and this is what I mean by when I when I try to say I think they might be better without Conley. It really depends on the series. This is one yeah. of those series. Um, it depends on the teams they play. It really does. Because this team yeah. is too big guard, is a big guard in Paul George. Reggie's tall and athletic, and then they have obviously Kawhi. So you just need the height and you need kind of the strength to deal with them. Yeah. Um, I think in a series against the Suns, Conley would be better. But let's – like, you just look at it. Ingles, 19 points, 33 minutes, plus 21, best plus minus on the team. You really don't want to put that on the bench, do you? Like, for Mike Conley? Like I'm just being There's honest. no – there is no – there's no situation where Mike Conley would benefit this team in a series. Because if he's out there with Clarkson – then he gonna try. He yeah. gonna like eat some of the shots away from Clarkson, and mm-hmm. obviously 
sixth man of the year. You want him to – if he going to be cooked. Yeah, but, um, yeah, there's just no situation where Conley comes in and then makes the team better just because, you, you know, you just want Clarkson to, you know, go out there and do his thing. Sixth man of the year for a reason. So, you know. And then Ingles, on top of it, he was the other sixth man of the year candidate. So, but yeah, I but, think that hmm? I was gonna say as great as six man of the year candidates are, Conley was an all star. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You are right. <laughs> it might have took all the strings pulled in the world, but you know what? <laughs> it winds up in that motherfucker. It took everything. <laughs> <laughs> it took every single string pulled in the world to get him in there. <laughs> I'm at the Jazz man. deserve the third one. My man, <laughs> my man said maybe if we were forty and zero, <laughs> I would have been all star. <laughs> man just wanted him one time in his career, man. Dude, they are up too well without an all star. I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. I would have threw Tobias in that motherfucker over him. They're in different conferences, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, mean, but I'm saying Tobias was the other one who was clearly upset about not being an all-star. As we saw his famous, I'm an (laughs) all-star. Shot. (laughs) Famous. All right. Um... (laughs) <laughs> hey man, hey man. I'm I'm meeting Tobias Harris groupies, bro. Oh, talking about. This is awful. This is really anyway. Um back to the damn mic. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is groupies. <laughs> It's interesting because in the first game, what we were noticing was it was like, oh, the loss of Mike Conley kind of affects their offense because Joe was struggling a little bit. And it was like in the first half. and I, We saw them miss 20 straight shots. We're like, damn, maybe they need some speed. You know what I mean? Mike Conley obviously helps the offense get set up. He was hitting a bunch of threes last series. Um, so he can be a sharp shooter, just like, honestly, Ingles. But the thing that we obviously know – not that we know it now, but we've been reminded of is that the Clippers can't really guard anybody. And so, honestly, you just got to kind of be able to slow them down. You got to withstand the Reggie Jackson run. You got to let Paul George shoot the ball. And you have to find a way to kind of neutralize Kawhi. You do that, then you got it. Um, the Mavs couldn't do it over seven games. They did it for three, and they didn't do it for four. And right now the Jazz look like they're very confident in doing it. So, I – Man, fuck it. Just sit. The the tricky thing about this is say you lose game three and then you gotta, you know, then Conley's ready. You gotta play him. But I really do think that they're a better matchup if they're tall. Um but hey, we'll see what happens. Whew. Moving on. Pull it up, I guess. The Suns beat the Nuggets again. Badly again. I don't even want to go over the stats. And my ESPN app is working slow, so that's fantastic. 
Let me pull it up. <clears throat> MVP is getting smoked. It's not all his fault either. They're just better. And really, it's, it's kind of Will shocking. Barton just came back. Hmm? So Will Barton just came back, but didn't do too much. <laughs> nope, didn't do a thing. Not a thing in the world. I'm happy though because we get the we get that game tonight. It's a Friday night. I get to skip it. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice and fun. But now the Suns end up beating the Nuggets 123-98. In this game, Jokic's 24 and 13. The great return of Will Barton. He has 10, and they just don't have enough to beat these guys. As all of the Sun starters are in double figures. Eight and 15 and 10. Chris Paul, 17 points, 15 assists. Another great game for him. Booker again, only scoring when he has to. He's 18. So Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Oh, that was a, obviously a really balanced attack from the Phoenix Suns. You got double-digit scoring from all of the starters. And the four bench guys, well, five bench guys were one basket away from being in double digits too, or if not in double digits, like Torrey Craig when it's 14 minutes, scoring 10. He was a plus 13. And honestly, it's simply Chris Paul's back to being himself. And whenever he gets these 15 – he has 15 assists this game. I think he has 26 assists this series, and he has one turnover. I think I heard that stat, um, which is really impressive. Plus 26. He's playing most of his minutes with Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges gives you 16. He's a plus 28, playing great defense. And coming into the game, Michael Porter was somebody who I was wondering how he would play simply because he did tweak his back in the previous game. And he did end up starting, and he played 30 – well, close to 30 minutes, 27 and a half. But he was uh, 11 points minus 26, lowest on, the, lowest on the team. So it simply comes down to without Jamal Murray, Michael Porter is going to have to elevate. And so far in the playoffs, he's been able to do that. But if this is the Michael Porter we're going to get, because obviously – Jokic is not going to be able to dominate DeAndre Ayton the way he did Nurkic because simply DeAndre Ayton's a little more athletic. He's younger. He's faster, all of that, and he's a better he's defender. Better yeah. Yeah. He's just an overall better player. And the Nuggets, the Nuggets are outmatched, and their injuries are finally starting to hit, them, hit home because Campazzo and Austin Rivers – they're not going to get it done either. Don, what are your thoughts? Since you were you were you were sad that this was the last game, it hurt your feelings. I don't know. They they're missing their second best player that can give them fifty. And that's that's the answer. <laughs> yep. But to me, they're missing their superstar. I I was mad. I would love to watch the series if Jamal was there. Yeah, Jamal versus Devin would have been fine. Would have been crazy. And Aiden's just going to equal Jokic out every damn game. Then fuck well, it. Well, but um, honestly, this, this series and this season has really taught me, if anything else, the brilliance of Chris Paul. And if it weren't, and I want to pick them to go to the finals because I feel like he knew this was his best chance. He had the choice 
he had the choice to go to the 76ers, if we remember. And the 76ers were obviously a better team than the um than the um what's it called than the Suns even last season. But he looked at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. He was like, you know what? <laughs> let me stay. Let me, let me just stay in the West real quick. I don't know why, but I feel some fuckery is about to happen over there. <laughs> so let me just stay in the let me just stay in the West real quick. And at the end of the day, there was nobody that the 76ers was going to be able to give up that that you know would have kept them a good team because like who would they really have been able to give up at that point for Chris Paul? They would have asked for like Tobias or something. Ain't no, like that would have been a bad move. So, you know, um, he went to Phoenix. All they traded was Kelly Oubre and, you know, Kelly Oubre was good for them last year, but he's obviously not Chris Paul. And then we saw how he looked in Golden State at first. So, you know what? It, It really turned out better for them. But, um, yeah, Chris Paul came over here. He saw Devin Booker. He saw how Devin Booker played towards the end of the bubble. He knows that he scored 70 at one point in his career. So, you know, I can work with him. DeAndre Ayton, he did you, – you feel me? Saw the potential there. He was the number one pick for a reason, and he's been playing like it. So, you know, he saw the potential there. And then Michael Bridges, Mikal Bridges, however you say it, there was, there was potential oh. there. You feel me? He went to he went to the best team situation they could, and again, Chris Paul is prone to fold in in the biggest stages. He almost did it with he almost did it with the Rockets before he got hurt. He almost got there, but got this, this this he did get hurt. So you know, but even even at times where he hasn't got hurt, we've seen him fold. In the in the in the before he got to the Western Conference Finals, so maybe when he there, you feel me? It took Kyle Lowry getting there to bring some new life for him to actually be good because he used to have his playoff woes as well. So it took him actually being like, "Damn, I can I can really do something with this team to be good." So maybe Chris Paul just needed that same shit. Maybe he just didn't feel that same confidence with the um with the Clippers, and then again he got hurt with the Rockets, but. Maybe he just didn't feel that confident with the Clippers in order to do it. But, hey, man, this is a prime opportunity. And if it's going to be him versus either the Clippers or the um or the, or the Jazz, this is his chance. And if he gets to the finals, bro, fuck it. Three years, $100 million, why not <laughs> at this point? <laughs> to me, if he gets to the conference finals, it's their bout to. Just give him the money. Who cares? Yeah. Not he just waited this long. They've missed, uh, missed the playoffs like the last seven years. Yeah. He just unlocks. I mean, Booker was already unlocked. Last 11. Eight, you could say. Last time they made it was 2010. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I think they made it and didn't win it for it. Sure. Got that. Whatever. Yeah. I'm for it. Um, but yeah, Booker was already unlocked and Aiton was on his way, clearly. But he just, I don't know, just brought structure to the team. Yeah. This in the playoffs for however many years to. Now they're going to the conference finals. Let's give him his money. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares at this point. Um, and he playing on like the other one. <laughs> that other, the other one. I don't know who you're talking about. Rondo. Like somebody that goes over to the team and brings structure to the team. Like he playing. Rondo is getting DMPCDs all throughout 
going out there scoring zero. Chris Paul's still out here starting. So y'all wanted to put him top five. I mean, if he wants if he won three rings, it's hard not to. If he was like a nah. catalyst, if he was a catalyst to winning three, it's he's selling over he's maybe selling over Tony Parker. Him. I don't know. He still wouldn't be over Tony Parker. Yeah. I was actually thinking about Tony Parker when we were on this debate. This is not a day for this. I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I was at an event last yeah. night. Yeah, because we got to talk about the MVP right now. The who? What are you talking about? <laughs> the MVP, Nikola Jokic. We did talk about him. Yes, we did. Yeah. I called Giannis yawn. It's actually Jokic. Jokic is actually on. Officially, officially changing it. Giannis may be a lot of things. Damn it, if everybody's just going to talk about him all the time and call him trash for not being able to do everything, Jokic <laughs> can go out there, have 24 and 13, and get shut down by a dude in the second year. Nobody cares. But Giannis, he's getting, he's out there playing the Monstars, wins a game, and now in this group chat, I'm looking at it, and we're still shitting on Giannis because he can't shoot. But it's like, damn, he really has to do everything, huh? Dude couldn't dribble before. So, you know what? Cut, cut. Giannis keeps trying harder and getting more criticism. Nobody <laughs> ever says, hey, Jokic, just leave. Trust hey, me, Jokic, Jokic is going to get it soon. I don't think he will. I think he's here's too the, gone. He's too young. Here's the thing with him as well, though. It's like, okay, he can shoot. He can pass. He can rebound. Only thing he really can't do is defend. I mean, with, with more, there's no, like, obvious just flaw with him. He's just not good enough by himself. And that's why he needs a borderline superstar-level talent next to him. Yeah, but that you can say the same thing about Giannis. Yeah, but Giannis does have a – no, I'm saying Jokic doesn't have a clear flaw. He's just not good enough. By himself to do it. Giannis, Giannis has a clear flaw where if he were where if that flaw ever came into fruition, he could do it with a Chris Middleton. No, he can't. What? No. If no. if if he ever became a sniper, he could do it with a Middleton. Became a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying if. <laughs> if Chris Paul I don't even know what that's like if Chris, saying. If Chris, Paul, if Chris Paul ever got 6'10. <laughs> if Steph could start dunking on people, what the fuck? <laughs> hey man, you can't shoot one for eight from three out there. I'm mean, gonna ask you a real question. Who do you think could legitimately do it with this team? With the Bucks against yeah. you're saying against Brooklyn. I mean, sure, nobody. But like, even <laughs> hey, LeBron could LeBron could do it with Middleton and Holiday, and them. LeBron could definitely. LeBron could definitely go there. He could go there. I know. He could go there. 
don't know about not that. this not this LeBron. Not this LeBron, but like, you know, maybe three years ago, LeBron. So Please. prime LeBron is what we want Giannis to be. Damn. 35-year-old LeBron. I mean, more back-to-back MVPs. Like, LeBron only got four. Only got four. I'm just saying, like, like he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation to get the criticism that players like LeBron get. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to more than anything. So who right now? Not like three years ago, LeBron. I'm talking about like right now. That was my question. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't KD. Cool. KD. Luca. Actually, <laughs> I was thinking I think Luca could do. But we have to ask the question: Is Luca better than Giannis? I no. think that. No, no, no. That's not what I was gonna ask. Uh, Is Chris better than Tim Hardaway, like definitively? Yeah. In the playoffs? Yeah. You sure about that? Tim Hardaway had a nice – he had a couple of nice games. I'm taking Chris Middleton over Hardaway. But it's going to do that. Is Chris Stapps better than Drew? It's also close. No. I'm watching Drew straight up be a short guy go four for 14. Chris could do that and just be tall. <laughs> Watching well, Drew go straight out here and be four for 14 every game this series. He's been ass <laughs> the whole series. Hey. Because I was thinking that what? too. It's like we said it. <laughs> it's like we said at the start of the season, bro. They traded Eric Bledsoe for Eric Bledsoe. It, it, looked, it looked cute against Miami. It looked real nice against Miami who can't score. But damn, now now you play somebody that can score, and now you feel me. It's, it's not, not just somebody that can score, man. It's the Nets. Like, that's the finals favorite right now. Like, like he's not folding <laughs> against just anybody. He traded Eric Bledsoe for Eric Bledsoe. Uh, uh, a re uh, a juiced up Eric Bledsoe, but at the same time. Uh, Eric, you played. Uh, you paid one hundred forty million dollars to a juiced up Eric Bledsoe. A juiced up Eric Bledsoe, man. Through how did they get snow love? He got to do better in four fourteen. I'm sorry. I agree. He's a better defender. He's a better passer, and he's a better scorer. But he not a good. En- he not good enough for any of it. To be a hundred forty million dollar player, especially. But maybe if the Nets, I mean, maybe if the Nets didn't exist, then you feel me. But again, the pro the problem with it all, if it was if Harden was there, then I'd be like, okay, Harden's not even there, and it's and it still is. They it still was a struggle for them to win one game. It's not like you feel me. Harden's there, disrupting everything. Harden's not there, and they're still struggling hard as shit. Which means even if that trade didn't happen, they still be struggling hard as shit against them. Yep. No, when you say struggling, you mean losing in five to them. The answer is yes, they would. Yeah. 
sometimes you got to get the best you can, hope for the best, because honestly, it's no other upgrades they could have really did. Not like it was a, a more of somebody out there that could have just well, the Bogdanovich. You could say about that trade. Nah, that I, don't, I don't think Bogdanovich was gonna do all that. Just gonna do all of that. I don't know. If you wanted to say a reason, you can say okay, that trade fell through. But I think they did enough in the offseason I mean, to give him a chance. I think, at least. I think he. I think Bonjanovic is good enough. I think Bonjanovic is good enough. Where if the hawk if the Hawks didn't have him, they obviously wouldn't be where they are now. But I don't know if he's good enough to turn the Bucks into title favorites. A great point just got made. I, I asked this question to my group chat, who would win with this Bucks team? Keep in mind, by the way, this was supposed to be a Nuggets-Suns conversation, and this is completely derailed because we can only talk about Jokic for 30 seconds. The brain only allows it. Um, <laughs> but since we're here, since we're here, so I was like, hey, who could really do it, blah, 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 with this team? Everyone said Luka, which I find interesting because Luka's been great, but he's never won a first-round series. So now we expect him to win the finals with this Bucks team. But one of my boys, <laughs> just saying, by the way, but. Um, <laughs> that is and a let's, good point. Let's keep, let's keep this in and mind. He's never he's won been, MVP. <laughs> he, let's keep this in mind. He's also – if the Jazz complete this, going to be the only team that the Clippers ever beat. <laughs> just I'm, I'm just saying. These are just the facts. Yeah. Right? They would have lost but, to the Nuggets and Jazz the thing is, twice. But the thing is, we mm. know their weak – but we know the Clippers' weakness and – You can't guard anybody. And you know, and you know what? They, they had to play against two top three centers. And their weaknesses at center. So wouldn't Giannis beat them? He would destroy be them. Beat the the the, the, the Clippers. Clippers, man. Yeah, because he, he a center. <laughs> exactly. So then we can't really say Luca would take this team to the finals, right? It depends on who the center replacement would be. For, I mean, the power forward replacement would be for Giannis. For real. Let's like, make it a – we can make it a – let me see. I'm trying to think. We can make it a Finney Smith. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be a struggle out there for, for Luca. <laughs> man, the answer to the question was for him to go play with him, bro. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get to the point I was making, though. So all of this, my boy Khalid, young goat out here, young guy, he said, and I quote, nobody's winning with Coach Bud there. Fair. <laughs> can, you, can you argue with that? No, I can't. I think when it comes Chris down to it. Paul. it Sorry. What happened? Sorry. <laughs> Someone says Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. Only, 
Yeah, LeBron, Luca, Chris Paul, and Steph. I don't think Steph doing it either. There's I don't no think Steph's doing it either. Not, no. Yeah, what? I don't think Bron's doing it. I don't think I don't think anybody's doing it. I not think not No. I mean, again, I don't. I don't hmm, I'm trying to think. I I think Luca. I do think Luca would have the best chance though. But it would just depend on are his teammates hitting. But the thing, the difference is, Luca can hit them as well. And that's really the difference. He not he might give you a one for eight from three, but you don't know he's going to give you a one for eight from three. <laughs> this is shooting four for thirty one from three these playoffs. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's fair. And again, it, it, it was all it honestly, that should make the heat look so bad. <laughs> it's almost like damn. Yeah. Bubble guppies. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have a so I have a question, Demetrius. Do you do you still think Jimmy's a superstar? No. I said that already. Okay. What was, I was what that about? No, I was just asking. I was just asking. I was asking because he just took his team to the finals. That's why I asked. Nah. Nope. Maybe Can't Donovan. Swept. Maybe Donovan. Yeah, these dudes drunk. So anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. Damn. Let's, let's get into the. <laughs> See what you didn't start it, bro. <laughs> This is your madness right here. I just wanted to see something. Not Donovan better than Giannis. This is what this is what Demetrius started, Darnell. Did I say that? <laughs> I didn't say that. All this Don, all this Donovan, this Donovan that. Now Donovan better than Giannis. Hey man, it's not Donovan this, Donovan that. I asked you a question. I said, "Are you done playing with Donovan?" And the answer is, I just, I just said he's still. A, I just said he's a borderline superstar. He does play like with him because he's a superstar. Go ahead, Darnell. Do you think he's a superstar? Like cemented, set in stone, no debate. No, I know. Man, he, man, his list is like. It's, bro. It, but but this is the thing, though. I'm ready to. I'm ready to change my list. Like I'm to that point. Yeah. I've seen enough of Donovan. I'm seeing enough right of Jason Tatum. He's right there. And the only reason I ever said Jason Tatum was because, as much as I shit on him, he did go to two conference finals. I mean, and then go seven. I like. I can't just. I can't just hate on that forever. And then if he's going to drop 50 every game after, after that and beat the Nets, <laughs> I mean, fuck it. But I, still, I just think Donovan just got to finish the job. If he finished the job, he got it for sure, for certain. No debate. I'm just, I'm just really amazed. Again, even if he don't win the series, as long as he out, as long as he, as long as he proves that he is better 
that well he was better in this series than both of them he got it or at least comparable and so far he has I'm just really amazed that Luca really is going to be the only dude the Clippers ever beat. That's hey crazy. man, when you got when you got seven three Landry Shamit out there <laughs> as your as your running mate, and mind you, Hardaway did get hurt, so Hardaway was out there playing with a with like Hardaway was out there playing injured. Luca gave him forty six and fourteen. And you feel me? Somebody else needed to step up. Brunson couldn't, and Porzingis couldn't. So I just thought it was funny, man. Hey, man. Colin Cowher got Donovan Mitchell fifth as fifth best player remaining in the playoffs. So you know what? He said his list is 10, Joel Embiid, 9, Devin Booker, 8, Trey Young, 7, Jokic, 6, Kyrie Irving, Five, Donovan Mitchell. Four, James Harden. Three, Chris Paul. Two, Kawhi Leonard. One, Kevin Durant. You know the funny thing about that? What? When, when Normally, you make lists when you have nothing to talk about. Yeah. So that just kind of proves that he doesn't watch the NBA. <laughs> because he's just rushing to make a list. Yeah, he, he just he just saw a few names out there. It was like, you know All right, what? Real quick. All right, enough talk about Colin Coward. Let's let's get into it. Best of the day. Player of the day, coach of the day, game of the day, dickhead, highlight, Darno, start with you. All right. So for my player of the day, it's gotta go to Donovan Mitchell, 37 points, 27 in the first half. Had three point shot going, getting downhill, beat double teams, had the whole game on display. So I'm going there. For my coach of the night, I got to go with Quinn Snyder because he did a good job of, you know, putting players in position to be successful. And he's been doing it all year. I don't feel like I gave him enough credit during our coach of the nights. So I got to give it to him just because I feel like I got to make up some ground. And for the game of the night, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – with the Nets, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. Utah, Utah Clippers. <laughs> that game was terrible. It was close. Came down to the last shot, but it was a terrible game. So I can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> For my highlight of the night, um, I'm probably going to say one of Giannis in the first quarter of that Bucks game. He had two down the lane dunks, and it looked like old Giannis. So that's my highlight of the night. And it was amidst of a thirty to nine opening run for the Bucks to start the game. I thought the game was going to be a blowout, but obviously it, it, it turned into a close contest and a, a really slow scoring game. But my dickhead of the day got to go to Bruce Brown because <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible play. <laughs> He looked like Carlton Banks out there. And oh, the internet man. set him on fire. Like, so I gotta go there. And I'm so mad Blake was wide open. Yo, you know the worst part? Somebody in the in the little group chat, right? There was like mm-hmm. it was like Bruce Brown had nothing else to do. I was like, bro, Blake was wide open right behind him. <laughs> Especially with time out in your bag. Time out. 
Blake Blake Griffin right there behind him. <laughs> like, just give the ball to Blake. Player coach game go. Damn, why are you rushing me, bro? I think you know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, my player will go to Donovan Mitchell. My, um, my uh, game will go to Utah versus Los Angeles. Um, my coach will go to Mr. Monty Williams. And I have no highlight nor dickhead. Could have taken more time than that, but thanks. Uh, player of the day, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, tired of the noise. Tired of the noise you hear from Dom. Tired and of now better than Giannis. Didn't say that. Who said that? You said that. You brought that. Uh, I never said that one. Never said, never said he was better than Giannis. Now he better than Giannis, bro. I'm reading it right now. I don't see any likes on that. Um, my game of the day, Clippers, Jazz, really fun, actually entertaining game. I didn't think this would be my favorite series. Never thought the Jazz would be a part of a favorite series conversation. But, hey, man, Donovan doing it all, man. If anything, he a superstar because, damn it, racist as them dudes are, he making the Jazz fun. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Putting the whole, the whole shit-ass city on his back. So, you know what, Donovan? Go ahead. Go ahead. Play out your play out your six, seven years and go somewhere else and get a championship, man. You know the worst, you know the worst part of it all. What? The the jazz the jazz lost one game at home this series, this whole like playoffs. The one game they lost, then then do family start getting racist remarks. Yep. Sounds about right. Like, damn, they're not allowed to lose one time at home <laughs> without being racist. That's why they know they got to win. Um, my so player, coach. Oh, coach. My coach of the day. Um, yeah, it's Quinn Snyder. No other real option here because, you know, we can't give the boot and an idiot. And Suns are winning too easy. So, you know what? Quinn Snyder, mate, coach of the Coach of the coach of the year, coach of the decade. I, I really don't understand. Oh yeah, Thibodeau won coach of the year. I know who won coach of the year. I'm saying hypothetically, my hypothetical mindset. Coach Snyder continues to overachieve with this team. He's been doing it for four years. That's why he kind of doesn't get as much respect. But hey, man, shout out to Quinn. Great job there. Um, my highlight of the day, man. Just just pick. Pick one of the deep threes from Donovan. Just started raining them in from wherever. Um, it was crazy late in that game. And Reggie started trying to do it too, but it just, just wasn't quite good enough. My dickhead of the day, since Dom didn't pick one, let me look up because I got I got a little list going here. I like to make a list of the dumb shit that I see on the day-to-day now. So one of them is going to be one Kendrick Perkins saying that I was just thinking about Kendrick Perkins too. <laughs> he's always on the mind. He's always a good candidate. Forgot about him. I was thinking about Kendrick Perkins for the Quavo thing, but yeah, that was funny. I'm not gonna give him the get of the day for that. I will give him the get of the day for saying only reason I'm gonna say he said that Paul George ran from the moment. I'm not gonna I, the only reason he's the get of the day is because dude didn't run from the moment. 
He's talking. He was talking yeah. two days ago when he went four of seventeen. He shot the ball seventeen times. That's more than you ever did in your career. You can't say he ran from the moment. Just my, favorite, my favorite part of him beefing with Quavo was when he was like, "You don't know about me. I had 13, 10, and five. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, those are numbers we just out here flexing now. <laughs> They're good we numbers. Five. I remember that game. We got to look that up. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, turnovers? Like 13. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was against the Hawks. Okay. I don't know about that. My man he said it was against Joe Johnson. <laughs> It's crazy. Say, <laughs> so how dare you disrespect me? <laughs> Wait, I may not get one. playing time. I may not get playing time now, but when I was there, I was a monster. Don't forget, he told KD that they wouldn't have went to the final without him. Never forget that. Oh, I know. My second one. Is one, it's another classic, another guy who's going, he just earns it a lot. Skip Bayless. If I'm going to just sit there, eat my morning bacon and eggs and watch this guy. This guy take notes on how he does it. We need, we need to start saying more shit like this. He said that the Clippers over the Mavs was the best comeback in NBA history. Best playoff comeback in NBA history. <laughs> so, so you just want us to have bad take after bad take after bad take? Dom's working on it. We're getting nah. there. No, no, he just wants he just wants to attach his name to some hatred. Yeah. Who am I? It's the worst part. The worst part, honestly, honestly, real quick. The worst part about it is that nobody, Chris Broussard and Shannon were right there. They didn't even say the obvious. I'm sitting there like, are y'all going to bring up the greatest comeback of all time, or are we just going to just let that go? They just let it go. They're like, today's not the day. Like, all right, all right. They might, they might have forgot. They might have just. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon forgot. They didn't no, say Shannon a word, of, bro. Shannon they didn't Boston. say anything about it. I was like, bro, LeBron, <laughs> like three one to a seventy three win team. No, no, nah. They said he Clippers Mavs first round over a twenty two year old. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> I think Shannon said something about the Cavs come back over Boston when he was down 0-2 or something. You mean the and Heat? On that note. I don't, I don't know what series he was talking about. I'm like, I don't either. I don't remember that happening. Um, but yeah, on that note, man, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Uh, for Darnell Jones and Dom, so Demetrius, and uh, have a good one. Later. Triple D's deuces. <laughs>